Justinian Jessup, thank you so much for joining Ball in the Real World. Firstly, I'm going to straight up ask, you sat out last game with an injury. How's that all going for you right now? Oh, it's all good. It's just a little uh, minor lower leg issue. So um, should, I'll definitely be back next game though. So just needed to settle down a little bit. And uh, yeah, but nothing serious at all. So let's talk about how you've been playing so far this season. I'll get straight into it. Um, you sort of came out came out of the gates firing. I, I feel like everyone really pointed to you very early on and saying, all right, this guy's going to be really, really, really productive. Um, were you surprised at all at how well you were able to have your game translate to this level? Uh, no, not really. Like, I think it was just learning how to get adjusted to, you know, our offensive style and um, the level of competition and just getting used to that. So, I mean, early, like I had a couple bad games, but, you know, as the season just started going, I'm just, yeah, like had some good ones and just started getting more used to the level of play and just how we were going to play as a team. And so, yeah, just have tried to continue that uh, all year. Has anything about the level or the league or the style surprised you at all? Or was this everything you were expecting? Um, I don't say, like, I wouldn't say it's surprising, but like, I didn't know what to expect, honestly, like being first year as a pro, but like, I will say like the shot clock, you know, coming from college, like 30 seconds to 24, like it makes a huge difference. Just like in the level of aggression you can play with and just, um, you know, taking uh, whatever loops you can. Um, yeah, it just like allows a lot more freedom on the offensive end. I think that benefits me. So that's something I haven't really thought too much about. So in college, the amount of times we see guys, we see a team go through a set and then it doesn't work. And then they basically have another 15 seconds to just reset and run something else. Um, yeah. Is that for you? You know, we've, we've heard a lot about guys coming in and, and the game's really quick for them, right? As in, it, it takes, takes guys a little bit of an extra time to, to get adjusted to the speed of the league and, and the speed of the pros. Um, what, was, what was the transition like for you as far as getting used to, you know, as soon as you see that shot open up for you, you know, you got to take it because you might not get another one. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, um, first side, second side, like, you know, obviously you don't want to take any bad ones, but like, hey, man, if like you can get to your spot and get it look like, go ahead. That's pretty much what the coaches are saying, you know? And so like, that was a big difference. Like in college, you, you want to move it to the third side. Like <laughs> you really are just like passing around. Like you said, you know, still 15 seconds left on the shot clock play. So yeah, no, it was, but I mean, like I said, it's beneficial for me, you know, being able to play with that aggression um, just on the first or second side. So when you first signed here, um, or at least when we knew that you were going to be signing in Australia, um, the first person I got a text from was John Reilly. Um, oh. How much of a crossover did you guys have? Because he's, I think, associate head coach at UC Santa Barbara right now. Um, but he's NBA legend and obviously was at Boise State before that. How much crossover did you guys have? Uh, he was there my freshman year, and then he got sick of me and then left. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so but we still stay in touch. <laughs> let me read the text I got from him. So as soon as you sign, I got um, Jessup is a stud, uh, and then I said he'll do well. Uh, he will do well with Gorge, hoop junkie, and then like five exclamation points. Um, did you speak to? So how close are you with him? And did you were you able to speak to him at all? before you got here just to 
kind of figure out the, the lay of the land with the league because he's a guy who, even though he doesn't work in the league and he's obviously not playing the league anymore, he still he still keeps up to date and all that stuff. Have you did you have yeah. a chance to speak to him before you got here? Yeah, for sure. No, we uh, we still like keep in touch and stuff. Uh, um, especially like during the pre draft process, like we would text and stuff. I was in California, so I saw him down there. Um, and yeah, obviously, like he's really tied in with the MBL teams and stuff. So, like when I knew, you know, when my agent was bringing like Illawarra to me uh, as an option, like I was talking to him. Like I talked to him once or twice about like just other teams in the league and like Coach Gorge, obviously. So. Yeah, he definitely gave me a good like lay of the land uh, before I got out here and signed. What was the consensus that you got from hearing from different people about Brian Gorgian? Because I'm of the age where I never saw him coach here. Um, and so all I heard were stories. He's got this, you know, this demeanor, this aura about him. Um, what did you hear about Gorge before you got here? Yeah, like not too much about like his actual style but just like that this dude just like a legend <laughs> like yeah. that was the you know r around him i guess but like when we had like a little uh zoom call with him and uh colangelo like i could just tell like he was he had some like seriousness to him and um some toughness and like some spirit and so like yeah you no know, that was like appealing you know just playing for a guy like that so but i mean yeah you just heard about like yeah, the six championships and um, yep. just the legend of the gorge. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's so, so that's something that I had to adjust to this season too because I wasn't. I, I I'm aware of just the facts, just on the surface, right? He's got this many championships, coach of the year, this many times. Um, yeah. You know, Boomer's head coach. He's just a legend in, in that respect. But what's a what's the experience? What has it been like? You know, I don't know. In his timeouts, he seems like almost like a college coach where he. He can and almost like a like a sergeant, right? He he wills yeah. the guys. He he he's very very vocal, really loud, and I don't know. He he kind of amps me up too. Do you get that vibe as well? Yeah, no, he definitely amps you up. Um, and yeah, he's got like that kind of booming voice that really commands attention and kind of brings a presence into the gym, like as soon as you get in there, and so that immediately commands respect. And yeah, I mean, I've never like I don't think I've ever had a coach where it's like. You know, he pregame and stuff like he'll just go on these little spiels and you're like, oh, my goodness, like I'm ready to run through a wall. <laughs> you know, one of those guys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it's been really fun playing for him this year. So you've had sort of not, not ups and downs, but you've, you've had some really awesome stretches. Um, yeah. But then there are times where it seems as though teams really load up on you and they load up on Tyler as well. So obviously it makes things difficult for you. What's that been like? Um, you know, just the fact that teams are willing to throw, you know, one, two, three guys at you uh, just to get the ball out of your hands. You know, how have you mentally, you know, adjusted to, you know, taking on that sort of extra pressure and, and adjusting to it? Yeah, I think like earlier in the year, like especially when, you know, I had a few good games, like and teams really started, like you said, loading up. Like, yeah, it's definitely like uh, something new for me. And because that, I mean, like you're allowed to play a lot more physical here than you are in college. And so, yeah, there is like an adjustment period there for sure. But like, I still like really believe that like when those bad games that I have, like, you know, I'm, I'm just getting in my own way, you know, it's like because of me, not because of the defense, you know. So um, that's like been a great part about this year is like just the um, opportunity to grow and learn and just how to overcome those barriers and just not 
you know, get in my own way on the court. And so um, I think like the aggressive defense and, you know, teams throwing whatever at me, you know, uh, has just brought that process on a lot quicker. So you mentioned the physicality. That's something that a lot of people bring up. Um, people bring it up from a, a scouting perspective too, when they're looking at, you know, guys like LaMelo last season and Josh Giddy this season, when you're thinking about how well these young guys compete um, against, you know, bigger body, stronger guys and in a physical league from someone who was just in college as a senior to you playing here, what is the, how, could, how would you put into words the difference in physicality between the college game and, and where you are right now? Yeah, I think like just so much more is allowed, you know, and I'm not sure if like that's just the rules or just that's how, you know, the NBL is refed, but like, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you're just allowed to play way more physical. It's not like, uh, you know, the athletes are far superior here than like they are in high level college basketball, you know, but it's just like, you're allowed to do so much more. It's like your hands and, um, just like I mean, maybe it's an Australian ball. thing. Yeah, maybe I don't. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know. So I mean, and as a shooter as well, you know, like obviously hand checking is not really allowed, but having you know guys just connected to you as a shooter and and you know really kind of getting a body in you and, and making sure you can't get that shot off. I think of your shot as I, I, similar to Cotton Bryce Cotton, where there aren't many guys in the league where if you give them that inch of space, right? If you, if you hesitate for a split second, the shot's going up and it's more than likely going in. Um, where did, at what point in your life did you know that that was going to be like your calling card? Not that it's the only thing you do, obviously, because that's doing a disservice to you, but the fact that that's going to be like your moneymaker, that's, that's the thing that you excel at. What point in your life did you know that, all right, I'm like, I'm a shooter, shooter? Yeah, uh, I think just like, probably when I got to college, like, cause that was my role, like my first couple of years, like um, just getting there, like I wasn't super athletic, like didn't, uh, you know, I wasn't like nearly as good as I was as I am now. And so that was like what I did, you know, I just stood on the three point line and shot threes. And so I think like doing that a bunch and just repping that out consistently over those first couple of years, like um, just kind of solidified. Cause I could always like shoot the ball, you know, decent, yeah. but like, I think that really just like solidified um, that was going to be like, I guess, my special skill going forward. I think your shot is unique in that you have a really, and it's something that a lot of NBA guys have, have asked me about and told me about. You've got a really big base. Um, yeah. And you also, your legs are also sort of like scissored, um, which is super interesting. But you, but something it's been brought up to me a lot that you have a very like thick lower body. Um, do you think that helps you at all in any way? I don't know whether it's maneuvering around screens or, you know, just getting a lift on the shot, you know, have you thought about that or is that just something that you have? Uh, I think it's just something that I have, but like, uh, as I've gotten older, I've started like, it's like, it's really important for my shot, like my base. Um, like I feel like if my balance and like leg, you know, power is good, like, I'm just got my legs under me like a lot of times that's like what determines if it's going to go in or not you know just having my legs under me and um my balance like yeah so I think that's part of like having a wide base um but yeah no I, <laughs> I did notice that as well <laughs> um so I want to talk about Tyler Harvey a bit because you're not just playing next to like uh, another elite shooter but he's an elite scorer very prolific 
um, also another lefty. What's it like playing alongside him and being able to, you know, get the rewards of some of the attention that he gets and also learning from him as, you know, a fellow lefty who excels at shooting the basketball? What's it been like just being around Tyler and, and the, the kind of player that he is? Oh, it's been great. Like, uh, I think just learning, like learning has been the biggest aspect, you know, um, just like he's had a, uh, maybe interesting isn't the right word, but just like kind of a career where like early in his career, he was struggling a bit. And so he's faced some adversity. And I think yeah. that's really good to hear from him uh, and learn about, like, especially, you know, as a rookie and just uh, with hopefully a lot ahead of me. And so, yeah, and just like learning tricks and stuff from him and certain like tactics on the court and whatnot. But yeah, no, it's been great uh, playing with him, like really good guy. And I'm really like glad we ended up on the same team this year. So last thing on your shooting, you know, when you're growing up as a shooter, you know, who are you looking at as the guys who either um, inspired the way that you were going to approach shooting the basketball or scoring the ball? Um, you know, who did you look to as guys you maybe wanted to emulate and sort of be like? Uh, I mean, I grew up in, I lived in SoCal for a while when I was younger. So obviously Kobe was a huge like influence as I'm sure he is for like a lot of people. Um, but I don't know. I had like a really good coach, uh, like in fourth or fifth grade, who kind of like really sparked my passion for basketball. Um, and he taught me like the right way to shoot and kind of what hard work is all about. And so from there on, like, I was just kind of like, I just had like a passion for it, you know, just going to the gym is just shooting, like just shooting all day. You know, I would just, my mom, <laughs> my mom would, like get mad at me. Cause like, I wouldn't leave, you know, and she like, just come back and be like, no, nah, like I want to stay. And she just gets so mad, but yeah, no, I think uh, if you're, I mean, Kobe, I guess, but nothing, nobody else besides that, to be honest. I mean, I'm thinking about the the type of shooter that you've shown yourself to be and the the fact that the Warriors sent a scout here to sort of live adjacent to you, right? The, the fact that they were willing to send a guy. So sending an NBA scout to Australia in 2020 or 2021 is not easy. And that takes a lot of work to do. There's only one kind of NBA representative who is based in Australia. And otherwise, it's just almost impossible to get guys here. Um, yeah. What did that do for your confidence, knowing that the team that drafted you was willing to invest not just a, like money, but also, you know, a, basically an employee, you know, and, and time and effort to sort of be around you and to make sure that your situation was all good? You know, what did that do for your confidence? Yeah, I think it uh, boosted a lot um, and just, you know, kind of, I guess it is a little like, reassuring that like they're serious about you know me as a prospect or whatever and so yeah no it helped my confidence a lot and just um gave me some I gave me like a little comfort I guess but like same time like I'm still trying to be where my feet are and focus on this like this season and um just you know stay stay present in this year so but no it for sure uh, helped a lot with confidence so I remember I don't know if I spoke to you on draft night or if it was the day after draft night um, where <laughs> yeah. for, for a story where you told me that you didn't even watch the draft. Um, now there was a, there was, there was, there was a tiny part of me that didn't believe you, right? Just because 
who I, I don't know if you're an, a basketball prospect and there's a potential for you to get drafted you're going to watch the draft right um but then there was a moment in melbourne during the nbl cup where i was walking through docklands and i saw you in a cafe um eating alone i think you just finishing up your meal um oh, yeah. i asked you how the i asked you how the meal was um you said not that good and so i'm thinking i'm looking <laughs> at you as a dude who is just not going to let stress or just unnecessary stress take over your life in any way am i reading that right as far as the read on you as a human being yeah yeah i mean i guess that's accurate like i mean i would hope that everybody does that <laughs> i don't think anybody <laughs> wants unnecessary stress in their life hopefully that's true um but i mean i don't know it, it was the one thing that i didn't believe initially because it, it almost sounds too what does the what does the meal have to do with it that's my question <laughs> Well, the fact that you, you, the fact that you were willing to just say, yeah, the meal wasn't good. I'm not going to pretend it was, it was just, yeah. it was just fine. I don't know. Just, just, and, and not letting that, I don't know that there's, there's an, there would be an instinct there to just lie about it and say, yeah, it was good. I yeah. just want to come back here. Um, but I, and so when I think, when I look at that, as far as you as a person, um, it makes me think that Wollongong is sort of the perfect place for you. Because it is very low key. I've been there a lot. I was yeah. there last year with with Lamelo playing there. Um, have you sort of fit right into Wollongong and not necessarily the community, but just the, the yeah. whole vibe of the city? No, for sure. Like, I mean, the Illawar area is just like so beautiful. Like, I've been able to get out um, on the off days we've had. Like, that's kind of what I like to do is just kind of get around, go explore. Um, yeah, so I've found like lookouts, just beaches, uh, just all sorts of places that have been really cool. And so, yeah, and like in that sense, like like if it was in Sydney, for example, it would be kind of hard to get away because um, it's yeah. so big. But like here you can drive, you know, 20, 30 minutes any direction. And you're kind of out in, um, you know, Australian nature. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed that part about Wollongong for sure. Um, you like to read, right? What do you, a quick segue on books. What are you currently reading? Uh, I've just, I recently finished uh, Atomic Habits and uh, I think I'm in the process of reading uh, Mindful Athlete right now, actually. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Written by that, you know, meditation guy who worked with the uh, Lakers and the Bulls. Yeah. Okay. Um, how, how, it's, I'm going to ask about reading because I know that you really, really enjoy it. Um, you seem to sort of perk up when you talk about books. Um, how much does that help sort of get your mind away from, you know, just the uh, just the stresses in life and basketball? Yeah, I mean, it definitely does uh, in a way, you know, like sometimes, I mean, when you're reading like some of these books, like I'm reading to sharpen my game and totally you know, improve in that area or like. Yeah, you know, I would just, you know, read sometimes just to, yeah, like you said, kind of get away, get in your own little world or whatever. Um, and that's the same, goes the same for like, you know, getting outside and exploring and stuff. So, yeah, I'd say like those two are probably like my biggest outlets um, for getting away, you know. I want to finish off by just touching on the Hawks and the current situation, the current team and just sort of the environment that's around you right now. It's a unique team in Illawarra because there are a lot of young Australians um, from, you know, Sam Froling to Emmett Nah to Greta to Isaac White to that yeah. kind of 
cropper guys. Um, you're around their age as well. How much easier was it to kind of just join this team and assimilate to an NBL team, knowing that you have those guys and with those guys who, you know, you know, Isaac White was just also coming off, you know, his time at Stanford and, you know, Dan Greer and Emmett Nair and Sam Froling all still really young, you know, how much easier did they make this whole transition for you? Yeah. I mean, it's been super easy, like really seamless. And yeah, all those guys have like welcomed me with open arms and um, been able to build like really good relationships with them. Um, and yeah, it's been fun, like playing with them, hanging out with them uh, off the court this year. And so, yeah, like, I think like that part of them just kind of being in, similar age group and situation as me like yeah made the transition like that much easier you know and now looking at the team you guys started four and oh um which and everyone quickly jumped on the bandwagon and said of course you know gorge team's gonna do this it's been a bit <laughs> up and down for the entire team since then um yeah. you know when the team is at its best and everything's you know clicking on all cylinders you guys are playing the defense that I think Gorge is known for, and then obviously offensively, you you know you're one of the weapons. Tyler's one of the weapons, and everything's clicking. You know what? What do you think is the the ceiling for this team? Uh, you know, I'm not. Obviously, I think we can make the playoff. Like that's our goal, and I'm, you know, so I'm not sure like what the ceiling is. You know, championship play. Like I don't know. But I know that's like our goal and expectation is to make the playoff. And um, I think when we're at our best, like, yeah, like you said, the defense, you know, that's where we start getting easy looks um, coming off, coming off the stops. We're able to run because we got some good athletes on the team. And so, you know, when we're getting stops, we're moving the ball on offense, you know, sharing it like good things happens, happens for us. So um, hopefully like down this last stretch, you know, we can, you know, start turn things on a little more what's it been like playing in in the WEC especially compared to college basketball because college basketball fans is there's a certain level of you know ferocity that comes with them but it's I don't know people in Wollongong are a little bit different um there's sort of like a mongrel to them that you don't get in college you know what's the experience being like playing in front of Wollongong fans you know finally yeah no it's been great honestly like uh I think the arena is a great size like you know um but like no it's been great man like I remember the first home game we had this year like we versing Melbourne um you know we were four and one as they were five and oh whatever like we came in here and like there was just like an energy you know it was special and like I feel like that's how it's been kind of the whole year you know they just um haven't like had any sellout games but, but like I feel like every fan here brings the energy and um, it's been a really fun place to play. And to be honest, I really like the work. So my, my last question for you is, uh, you know, I look at you in the same vein as you guys who went through the NBL and obviously became NBA players. So I'm looking at Jay Sean Tate with the Kings, Will Magne, um, you know, LaMelo and RJ and those guys too. Um, and even Tory Craig before that. Um, yeah. And I see you as sort of the next iteration of guys who are going to do that. And what what would you point to as, as the main thing that the NBL does or the NBL has that prepares you so well for that next level? You know, what do you see as the really big improvement areas that you've been able to achieve by playing in the NBL and, and being able to experience this level and, and this style of basketball? 
Um, that's a good question. I think just, yeah, coming from college, like, I don't know. I just feel like my confidence in just like, uh, like my freedom on the court just has like gone to a whole nother level and it's still like has more I can tap into, you know? So I think like, you know, just mentally, I think that's kind of what's allowed, like, especially here in the NBL where everybody speaks English, like Australia is somewhat similar country to America. Like in terms of like the lifestyle transition, like it's, it's made like the basketball part so much easier. And so like, I'm able to focus on all those things, you know, like, I guess maybe like the stress off the court is just like non-existent, you know, as opposed to like, maybe you go to European country, like it's freezing, you know, nobody speaks English, like maybe not get enough playing time, like, you know, whatever, like those extra stressors off the court, you know, here in Australia, like in the NBA, like they don't really exist. So I think that just makes my job like a whole lot easier. I'm probably saying for those guys earlier that you mentioned. So then, so then on the court, you know, we spoke about physicality earlier. Um, there's, there's also the level, the quality of competition and the sorts of guys you're playing with. You're, you're generally playing with, you know, fringe NBA guys. I'd call Tyler Harvey a fringe NBA guy too. You know, how much do you think that sort of stuff, playing alongside those guys, those guys and also playing against them, how much do you think that is going to prepare you for the, for the moment that you eventually do take that inevitable leap toward the NBA? Yeah, I think it's going to prepare me a lot, you know, like every team has, like you said, those fringe NBA guys or guys who have, you know, made stops in the NBA. Um, And so, yeah, just playing against those dudes and being able to produce against those teams and those guys, like just once again, gives me more confidence. And I think once, like, like you said, it's kind of just another stepping stone along to, you know, the path to where I want to go. So, yeah. No, the competition, like all the off-court stuff, like NBA Australia as a whole has just been like really great for me this year. Awesome. That's very good to hear. Um, And thank you so much for joining me. Uh, This has been fun. We should do it again. Uh, And good luck for the rest of the season. Appreciate it, Logan.